0: future we're talking real money
1: well hello again everyone all of you listening on the radio all of you listening to this as a podcast all of you all around the world from the seattle area to i know for a fact london england because i just answered a question for a guy in england yesterday so thank you all for listening we're glad you're out there i'm don mcdonald down here in florida that's tom Cock out there in Seattle, and somehow through the miracles of modern science, we're somehow able to get together and do this little get-together show thing. And uh, what what do we talk about, Tom? One uh, work. Yeah, One work.
2: Uh, we'll One try money. 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 There you go. Money. All right.
1: Yeah. That's it. And if you want to talk about it with us, the phone number is eight five five. 935-TALK-855-935-8255. 855-935-TALK. You can also send questions in at talkingrealmoney.com, but they won't get answered right away. It takes a while on those. If you call today though, it is really fast, really, really fast. And uh, before we get to our phone calls, We want to talk a little bit about something that comes up. It's a, it's a a recurring theme here on talking real money. It's, uh, two numbers, 60 and 40. 60 and 40, aka a balanced portfolio.
2: 60% of your money Mm -hmm. in stocks, 40% of your money in bonds which by the way year to date you've well you this has been horrendous you're down 3.8% year to date for a balanced Shh. fund yeah hope you're not sweating too much on wow. that one
1: uh, is that why my portfolio <laughs> just doesn't look that bad? Is because I actually have a pretty good looking. balance.
2: Yeah. Quit looking. I know. I got to quit, gotta quit looking. looking. I I don't look very uh, often. Yeah. I know. But it, I mean, the sixty forty has been declared more than dead more than Tom Brady's career. I mean, come on. One day it's here. The Thank next goodness. day. he didn't use Rasputin like, this time. I know you weren't going to let me use the dead <laughs> Russian guy anymore. I mean, so the thing is, is he actually dead? Do you know that for sure? Have you seen the body? I. Good point. Good point. I'm watching my back right now. I, I mean, because the 60-40 has been around for a long time. It's, as Don just said, a traditional balanced portfolio. A lot of people use it in retirement, so you get some exposure to stocks. And you got the bonds there to sort of, you know, keep things from fluctuating too much until this year. But people said it's dead because bonds are paying so little, right? I mean, there's no reason to own 40% of your money in bonds when they're not paying anything. Right.
1: Right. And, and, but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> we can't judge investments. And this is our biggest mistake as investors. We judge them by what has just occurred, not by the long term history of the investments, not by the, the potential in the future, but only based on what has just occurred, which is why we get so many calls from people saying, oh, I'm selling all my bonds. Or even worse, oh, I just sold all my bonds. Where should I put my money? Uh, back in bonds. Why did you sell them? Well, because they were doing badly. You're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. That's
2: what I'm telling you. And so the reason that, you know, there's a piece from an an industry publication that said, maybe it's going to work out. (laughs) Oh, good. It's back again. (laughs) Maybe it's going to work out because, you know, uh, what the 10-year now is at 10-year Treasuries now, uh, right around two. I looked at the yield on the uh, Vanguard total bond. It's about two the vanguard short term investment grade about 1.8 so yeah while bond prices have come down this year because rates have gone up if we get to this place where again bonds are returning this 3 to 4% you get i don't know what seven or eight a year from stocks now all of a sudden you're going to be making the 60 40 at around 6 or 7% a year that's a pretty good return for most people in retirement keeps you well ahead of inflation will allow you to draw out at 4% of your portfolio so yeah this has been counted out many many times and i'm glad to see someone saying well maybe you shouldn't be counting it all uh, counting it out and and this is something we talk we talk about all the time if you're over the age of 50 you should have a plan that looks at your retirement income that helps you determine how much risk you need to take And you should stress test that plan to see how it does in very difficult times, and great times. Don pointed out, by the way, if you look at the 60-40 going back to 1970, you've made well over 9% a year. I mean, it's been absolutely awesome because you know those uh, the interest rates basically had a 30 year period where they came down
1: and if you were globally diversified since 1970 your average annual return would have been right at literally right at 10% per year despite all the bad things that happened along the way 855935 talk call us
0: tom and don are talking real
1: money a second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: It's your money and your life, not or your life. Your money and your life here on Talking Real Money, Real Life. I'm Don. That's Tom. And Carl has joined us at 855-935-TALK. Hey, Carl. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, 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 sir. Thanks for
3: the call. Okay. What's up? Uh, okay. Don, uh, a couple weeks ago, one of your podcasts, the title was Clickbait. Remember that? And it had to do with the Motley Fool's. Uh, they they had yes. these headings on the MarketWatch. Yes, I remember that. And you click that. it. It's from them, and 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 really, it's their way to you know sell something. And you know, I couldn't agree with you more. That's that's pretty bad. But I really take issue with Tom's follow up comment.
1: Uh oh, Tom, you're in Tom. trouble now, dude. Yeah, go. Tom, you yeah, talk please. to Tom. He's right you here. Take me. him
3: down a notch. You're, <laughs> okay, you you kind of surprised me. your immediate follow up comment to what Don well, what Don had said was well, yeah, just like you know, and Chuck Jaffe's. Column, he said how the uh, he was talking about the Bloomberg sixty forty portfolio that it got hammered this year. So okay, I'm not arguing about that. You know your interpretation of that, but what what really surprised me, Tom, was how you put like you're putting Chuck, columnist Chuck Jaffe. In the same paragraph as the Motley Fool's, you know, remember Chuck? You know, has a podcast. He's a financial journalist. Um, he doesn't sell anything. He has a podcast where he interviews money managers or fund managers or authors. You know, and uh, he has a weekly column, but he's not selling anything, right? So right, if you right, right. put him in the same bucket. For you to put Chuck Jack in the same bucket as the Motley Fool's as me, putting you in the same bucket as say, stand the annuity man or Fisher Investments. You follow me?
2: You follow? Yeah, I, I think that, let's go back to that. I think those are fair comments. Uh, by the way, I I wouldn't be upset in being putting the same company with Ken Fisher because he's been very successful. RIA. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I don't but, like but. the way he manages right. money, but he's been and, and by the way, successful. let me just throw in an aside
1: side before you talk about your comments. Yeah. Um, I know Chuck really well. Chuck and I have have been talking together for many years. And there was a time when Chuck slammed my advice from my radio show in his column. And I've taken him to task. We take each other to task when we disagree. But I got to tell you, I know Chuck has a good heart about it and takes it for what it is, uh, a, a criticism of his beliefs. So I just want to throw that in.
2: Yeah, and I so and by the way, back to your 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 kind of point, Carl, which I think is fair. I would not put the Motley Fool, which, as you correctly point out, is in the business of selling their newsletters, selling their trading service, selling their stock picking service in the same company as Chuck Jaffe, who really has dedicated his career, I think, to helping people. We have a few differences with him from time to time about he wants to still put people in actively managed funds. And, you know, we believe in indexes, et cetera, et cetera. That said, I will stand by my comment about the use of the word hammered, because when you tell people something got hammered, here's the way I see it. And I know because I've seen this up close and personal. People have get a sense that, that I got to do something here. If this has gotten hammered, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. And so my take to Chuck was, well, hammered a loss of 4% is not a hammering. I've been hammered, uh, in, in, <laughs> in, in several things. So I don't think that's a fair comparison. You, you took him to task, not on the content, but
1: on the emotional component of the comment not you didn't disagree with the comment it you it was it was a bit sensational he's in the media guess what we tend to do we do it too we get a little sensational in our in our hyperbole
2: so i think i think what you're saying is fair carl i i would not put them
1: no, they're not the You know, same on the view.
2: same page uh, in any way. I think the Motley Fool really, I mean, these are guys that used to say never own mutual funds. Now they're in the mutual fund. I mean, they've gone all over the place. And it kind of aggravates me that their advice is in the Seattle Times every Sunday as well. I
1: don't like and, that. And by the way, speaking of the Motley Fool, Tom, do you know what they charge for the Motley Fool One service? Motley Fool is, One. It's Does that num-
2: it means you're going to be number one it in your neighborhood? It means you what get mean? access
1: to all of their stock services, all their stock picking ah. services. Yeah, every single thing they put out Mm -hmm. you get access to every single one of them for a mere how much fourteen thousand dollars a year what fourteen thousand dollars a year
2: yeah that's crazy and newsletter yeah that's crazy carl thank you for calling us and and i'm happy to (laughs) always discuss and Defend or walk back things that I oh, have said in the moment uh, that that maybe should be walked back. So that's fair. Guess Absolutely. what? We've been
1: doing this in the public eye for a really long time.
2: <laughs> We're yeah.
1: used to it. Thanks for the call. 855-935-TALKS, our phone number. Don, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
0: Yeah.
4: Hi, guys. Um, hey. My subject that I have to have a question about has to do with annuities. Uh, One of our recently favorites. Pitched, <laughs> I was re- recently pitched an annuity by a financial advisor, quote, unquote, fiduciary. Ah! Um, Sorry. And in lieu of taking my lump sum or in lieu of taking my pension slash annuity at Boeing when I retire, um, I could take cash out my or take the lump sum and invest in an annuity that uh, this person said that would pay me about $400 more a month than what I would get at Boeing. So in other Uh, words, either take the lump sum from Boeing
2: and handing it to them. Yeah. Okay. Or let let Boeing annuitize the amount and pay you out over time. So tell us more. Tell us more. So, um, On
4: average, uh, what he proposed to me, the annuity um, would yield for guaranteed for life, what he said, Mm -hmm. um, would pay a little over 7% per year. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas my Boeing pension annuity would be a little over 5%. Um, So it equates to... Roughly about $400 more a year. As you know, the Boeing annuity is not adjusted for inflation, so it's
1: that much over. Nor would would his be, I would guess. No, no.
4: Um, So I thought 7% just sounded a little too good to be true for the rest of my life, guaranteed. No, um, but you have to but but any, Don you uh, have to remember
1: uh, yeah. something really important about that number seven percent that is not the return on your investment. that is the income stream from your investment and I'd have to read the fine print, but I'm going to ask you to hang on for just a minute it it also includes a return of some of your money to you too and this is the little gimmick that goes on with all annuities that doesn't make me happy because they should never quote that without saying this is also your money coming back. We'll be right back. Tom
0: and Don are talking real
1: money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: And once again, your questions really drive what we do because we like to help you at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're talking to Don on the phone, has a uh, 401k of Boeing, got pitched by a fiduciary. We'll see. Uh Probably not because a 7% – somebody pitching? Even a 7% income immediate annuity, that's on the very high side of the industry right now. I have looked at some immediate annuities that were more in the uh, five, like Boeing.
2: And remember, what you just pointed out is correct. This is not return on the investments. This is what you're getting out of it. I mean, so to go back, Don, I mean, number one, I would say first thing you have to look at is do you need or do you want – a regular payout from your work years, or would you rather have the lump sum? That's one, because there's a big difference there, right? I mean, you're already going to be getting Social Security. And I think Don said this is your 401K. I think this is really your pension payout, not your 401K. So if you have another 401K, then maybe you'd have – then you might have, you know, one where you do get the regular payout, and then you still have a 401K that is a lump sum. That's one. So the the first part is to have a plan to make that determination. And then the question really is when you give that money to somebody else and have them pay you back, that's a trade off, right? You now have a middleman sort of standing between you and your money that's saying, Here's how much you get, here's how it works for a long period of time, and that's something to consider uh as well, I think, around all of this.
1: Yeah, and, and the, the fact of the matter is, Don, that um, you have to take a lot of things into account. This requires some study to see what it is. What's the quality of the insurance company standing behind this deal? What is the fine print? There's, I guarantee you there's some sort of fine print. Uh, and why, why would theirs be so much better than Boeing's in the same marketplace, basically? They're all dealing with the same kinds of investments how can one pay so much more and that's that's where the, the 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 rubber really meets the road proverbially so i would suggest you look at this really 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 carefully because something is amiss and it's usually in again it's usually in the fine print if there's something buried there that says oh by the way if this happens and the other thing you need to remember is, is are, are they are you comparing apples to apples are they single life joint life um you know because you've got to make got to take your if you got a spouse you got to take them into account there's a lot of things you need to think about is there a term certain on one and not on the other um but good luck don please have somebody else check these things out though it bears well that, that's repeating. a good now
2: that's a good point don i think that's fair Take it to somebody else who is a fee only, one hundred percent fiduciary mm-hmm. advisor, and say, "If I do this, is this really legit, or should I just take the lump sum myself, invest it, and take the money?" My, you know, I think that's a legitimate and way to look at. You this. should that's
1: always, 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 when you're shopping for these things, before you do anything, they'll usually send you a copy of the policy after you buy the policy, saying, "Oh, you can yes, cancel right. it within." But no, no, get a copy of the policy before you sign anything, always, and then. Here, I'll put it this way. Let's, uh, let's say I gave you the most boring textbook in the world. This is a incredibly boring philosophy textbook. It's about 1200 pages long. You don't want to read that. Just like people don't want to read policies and prospectuses. <laughs> but let's say I was to give you $20,000 to read that philosophy textbook would you for $20,000 read that book that's what we're talking about with prospectuses and policies yeah, it can be I 10 know. 20 30 100 500 a million dollars at stake and we don't take the time to read them
2: well and we know by the way we know because there was a study done a few years ago that found many people in the insurance industry don't read them nor understand them themselves oh, that, that, and, this and is a product that they sell
1: that's one of the most wonderful things you can even skim it and then go back to your agent with questions on the policy and watch their face when you give them those questions, when you put those to them. They will do things like, mm, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to need to get back, John. I'm not, uh, mate, mm, not exactly sure how or that Oh, here's works. another
2: idea. Here's another idea. You'll be in town for retirement. Take Don with you when Don's here for retirement into the meeting. Oh, I'd love to go. I brought oh. my financial guy Don McDonald. He's going to sit in the meeting you know, here with us. Don McDonald <laughs> from Northwest News
1: Radio. You know <laughs> him.
2: You heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, I'd I'd, buy, well, I'd bring a crew with me for that one. A whole camera crew. That's like that's like a the pod the podcast of the century. We should do that. We'll be back.
0: Tom and Don are talking real
1: money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of Hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
0: Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money.
1: Asking your questions is incredibly easy. You can call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 here on Talking Real Money. Uh, and we'll take those calls live during our show on Saturdays, which is noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. Or you can call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and leave your question, and we'll answer that on a future podcast. But right now, we'll talk with someone live, which is a lot more fun, like Gabriel. I think we should talk with Gabriel. What do you think? Absolutely. Hi, Gabriel. Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, enjoy the show and the podcast especially. Kind of a two part question. Uh, I, I opened up a Roth IRA back in July before I retired. So, can I continue to, now that I'm not working, can I continue to put money in there?
2: You have to have earned income to put money into a Roth IRA.
5: Okay, with with annuities. I know you guys hate them, but I got no. a couple annuities and I got some
2: No, that's not earned Are income. That's,
1: that's that's unearned income. That's not, Stock income about the, is unearned. What
2: you could do W2 or 1099. Yeah.
1: What a lot of people do so that they can continue to fund their Roth if they if they get a part-time job. You know, they just work a little huh. and they throw that money straight into the Roth, 100% of it.
5: Okay. Okay, so But otherwise
1: Otherwise, you can invest, but now bear in mind, this is something that, we, again, we get so caught up in the tax ramifications of transactions, we forget about the bigger picture. If you are investing in your Roth in something that grows in value, like a, a high-quality balanced fund or an index fund, a portion of the return from equities is non-realized capital gains, which are tax-deferred, so you get some deferral, even just investing.
4: Okay. So just, just a okay.
1: regular
5: IRA win?
1: No, no. You can't do a regular IRA or a Roth IRA without earned income. Just a regular investment well, he could account
2: do, he could do a actually i misspoke he could do either one if he's married and his partner has right if somebody income.
1: in the house has to have income Correct. earned yeah. income let's not just say yeah, income, earned income. Earned, because it Correct. does get confusing we think oh i've got income coming in from social security yep. from a pension from an annuity from my portfolio isn't that income i'm paying taxes on it but not when it comes to funding any kind of a qualified retirement plan those require earned income that's correct did you have another
2: question wow, gabriel
5: blows me away sorry sir sorry yeah <laughs> I, I might be uh you still there yeah we're here yes okay yeah so so i might be getting a small inheritance and i'd have like a hundred thousand to invest in something what would be my best tax thing to invest in so that i don't have to pay all the taxes on is there anything that you guys wait
1: have wait to wait mind? wait why why where, where's the hundred thousand coming from
5: Oh, a, a dead brother died, and we're finally selling okay, the house. It's about there, two hundred dollars There's no. There's no. I'm going to spend most of that.
1: Okay. There's no tax on the inheritance.
2: Okay. But, but I think I think Gabriel was saying how to I invest it, and in, yeah, not put taxes. I mean, here's an idea. Exactly. Uh, the most tax efficient. Well, yeah. Okay. That's. We could get into the whole argument about whether or not it's really important Mm -hmm. to pay that close attention to taxes on $100,000 of an investment. But if we all agree that it is, then the best vehicle would be exchange-traded funds, which by their operation, due to the fact that they hand stocks from one hand to the other rather than selling them and creating a tax hit, using exchange-traded funds are very efficient, and uh, you can get them extremely low cost. Don mentioned, uh, you know, like a balance fund or something, which would be a good place.
1: But you got to know more than just, I have $100,000 and I don't want to pay taxes. you got to know, what is this 100000 going to do, Gabriel? What's it for? Uh, money.
5: I'm going to need money. I'm retired. I'd like to travel. But, 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 no, no, more. no. I get okay, that. that. I get
1: that. But... But what are you going to do? When are you going to get? When are you going to need the hundred grand? Oh, I hope do you need I it income need from it now? Sure like to, yeah. See, okay. I then like Tom's idea—the to balance yeah. fund—may go right out the window. This is why it's so important that you know things like: What am I going to need this money to do for me? When am I going to need to do it? And How much risk can I take? No,
0: real money. <laughs>
1: At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: All right, let me give you our phone number again so that you may call us if you have a question for us. That's 855 855- 935-8255. Five,
2: five.
1: or eight uh, nine uh, eight five five nine three five talk
2: I know you were very frustrated with Gabriel the uh, well ago. I wasn't
1: frustrated with Gabriel I'm frustrated with the question I mean literally this is becoming known as in in our between the two of us as the question
2: and what Don is referring to is that the number one question we get is. I came into this. I'm in this situation. All of a sudden, you have this money. What do I do with it? Right. That's always the number one reason people call. It's
1: the number one reason. Which is fine. It's fine, but what what we have to have to do is do something that is counter to what you're asking us to do. It is totally contrary. You're saying, please, Don, please, Tom, tell me which fund. We can't. It's literally impossible. When we do that, we do you a horrible disservice, in my opinion. I think we do. I,
2: I it, think that's fair because if you need the money, as you point out, in the next short time, you really shouldn't be have a bunch in stocks. That's why, that's why
1: there's yeah. so much more to that question. And I think it behooves us, as boring as it may get, to ask those questions. It's like when I ask Gabriel, what do you need this money for? Well, it's money. I need it. Right. That's the point. But what, what you, there has to be a, what you have to think about this there. You have as, as an investor, you have a job to do unless you want to go hire somebody to do it for you or to help you do it. Even a good advisor can't do it for you. They have to help you do it.
2: Well, it's the less interesting part of the business. What you want from us is, what does the future look like and how should I invest based on that knowledge? Yeah, but what the they're,
1: what 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 you're asking of us is tell me what to do right now, yeah, after one sentence and th- that's just not possible. Here are the things you need to know. you need to know these things before you call. I know you won't, but listen anyway, humor me <laughs> okay. one, you got this money coming in when do you need? To use this money either in its lump sum or lump sum components or as a stream of income. And which of those do you need? Do you just need a stream of income? When do you need that stream of income? Two. Is it essential? Is it absolutely? I must have X amount of money, whether it's the lump sums or the income. Three. How comfortable am I? Now, this is the hardest part of all, because we all say we're not comfortable with any risk or when things are going really well, like the stock market was doing in the past, we go, oh, I don't care. Just get me into that stock market thing. That's doing great. No, how much, literally, literally, how much are you comfortable losing in reality before you panic out?
2: Volat- and how much volatility? I'd say that's the volatility. How much volatility? Yeah, we but I don't think that?
1: people understand volatility. Really, it comes down to: I got a million dollars, or I got a hundred thousand dollars. If it goes down to fifty thousand dollars in six weeks, what am I going to do?
2: I'm going to pull my money out and move it over to uh, high then, yield savings account. Then you shouldn't be in stocks. Yeah, no, I think that's very fair. And by the way, so and we offer, by the way, around the volatility a free risk quiz that yeah, many thousands of did people that. have taken. Yeah, it's, you simply go to. It's at Talking Real Money, too, right?
1: Yes, it is at talkingrealmoney.com. Okay. Just look for the, the quiz. risk quiz. Take that. That is going to teach you. A, I don't know why every single person who listens to this show doesn't go take the risk quiz. I know why some don't. They think they're going to get a sales pitch. Are they?
2: Well,. They're scared of the electrodes too. Those yeah, with the shock, it can be a bit of a, a much of a test. I'm so telling you,
1: no. That. The the uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission made us pull the electrodes. So what? now it just it just ah. it's, it's, it's it's an implied thing. It I buzzes was at them.
2: Really loving watching those on YouTube. That was really fun. Uh, okay, but back to what you're really saying is here's the, here's the reality. You got to have a plan because if you have no plan and you could, if, if I had no plan and I came into $10 million tomorrow, I wouldn't know what to do with that 10. I don't have a place to put it. And before you I have do, to plugged well, in.
1: okay, but let's say suddenly somebody died that you inherited $10 million. You yeah. got the money. Don't do anything with it yet. Okay. All right. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. I'm going to stop. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Frank, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello, Frank. Frank. Hello? Frank, Hello, Frank. What's
4: up? Oh, I got a question. Uh, a role, uh, you pay taxes on a rollover annuity.
1: Oh, push, uh, oh turn your radio down first. Um, do, yeah, on a over annuity. No, if it goes into another annuity, that's an exchange that is a tax-free event. If you take the money out, yes, it's immediate. It's not like a rollover IRA. You can't take the money and then put it back in. You've got to do a, a transfer from one annuity to another to avoid the taxes.
4: Next question. What's the difference between an index annuity and a variable annuity? Is there any difference?
1: Huge difference.
2: Yes, sure. A you- variable annuity is... An annuity product that has investments in it. Mm-hmm. An equity index annuity really truly is the investment, and you can Don can explain how they operate. Well, the variable annuity is there's an aspect of you make what the market provides. You make what the investments
1: in that Correct. portfolio make. So you could have a stock fund, a stock and bond fund, a balanced fund, any kind of fund in that variable annuity. So you pay for the mutual funds, and then you pay for the insurance component that makes them tax deferred only, and it's hardly worth it. An indexed annuity gives you a portion of the return of a particular market, not including dividends, up to a cap and a guarantee from the insurance company that your return in a year will never go below zero. So with indexed annuities, it's closer actually to a fixed annuity with a little volatility than a variable annuity, which is actually an investment, an indexed annuity. Generally, those have been paying in the three to four percent range. When you shake everything out, it's just a it's a complex gimmick created by the insurance company to make it appear you have the potential to make more money, but you really won't.
4: Okay, we have indexed annuity guaranteed
1: seven percent. This is basically almost impossible, right? that's – no, that's not – basically, not, that's that is annuity. impossible. What they're saying is we have an indexed annuity that you can convert, and if you convert it in the future to an immediate annuity, we'll give you a 7% paycheck. It is not a 7% return because part of the money is your own money coming back. This is the problem with the insurance industry and their investment like products is that almost to a human being in the insurance industry they don't tell the truth i almost said the bad word i couldn't say don't they tell. don't always tell the truth they obfuscate can we, squeeze,
2: can we squeeze paul in here not a chance okay
1: No. Sorry, I, okay. I, I truly wish we could, but unless you can do a 15-second answer to a 15-second No, question.
2: and I do want to mention program notes. The other not, Paul, Paul Merriman, will be here oh, next Saturday. Don will finally get a day off for the first time it's my, in like 25 years. It's my so wife's birthday. Time. I told her I'd take yeah, her out for her great. birthday, and I'm taking so a day So Paul Merriman will join me, and we will do it live together. So there's something to look forward to. Not It'll that be, I don't next enjoy doing Saturday, Don, too. So next Saturday. Mm. So. We'll be back. Tom
0: and Don are talking real
1: money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of Hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
0: For your real life and real
2: future, Tom and Don are talking
0: real money.
1: And now ladies and gentlemen, here's Tom.
2: And you want to see Don myself, Paul Merriman, Paul Lepescu, Herb Weisbaum, et al., in person. That's right. We're doing it. May 14th, Retire Meet in Bellevue at the Maidenbauer Center. Includes a great lunch. Join us. You got it. This is a great event to learn about everything related to retire month at Retire Meet. Saturday, May 14th. Sounds like a pitch. Saturday, do, May 14th. It does, and
1: you sound you sound like a, a salesman right now. <laughs> I sound like <laughs> a salesman. You really I, do. I'm selling it. And you parking come. is free. It's a great
2: event. Parking is free. meat.com to retire. Retire, M E E
1: T or M E A T.com.
2: Join
6: us. the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That to keep the lawyers happy.